Welcome to another edition of CBF New Church Starts Conversation. I uh, actually got with me today Harry Rowland, who is the Director of Missional Congregations, and Ray Johnson, the State Coordinator of CBF Florida. Uh, today we're going to have a conversation about uh, what it looks like to, to dream big together f- with others for the Kingdom of God. Uh, and really what comes to mind for me, this is as a church starter myself, I, I think about um, the process I went through of dreaming with other people. Um, for this thing that would become Mosaic Church of Clayton. And uh, it really started with this idea, this, this small nugget of a dream of, of thinking about how we could be a community together, to really live life well together, and then utilize our community and healthy relationships to uh, connect with others uh, in, in a deeper and more meaningful way for the kingdom of God. And so uh, we dream big. And we, we talked and we prayed and we discerned over a period of about nine months that would eventually form into this thing uh, that would become a uh, mosaic. Uh, Harry, I know you've talked about sometimes that you've dreamed big with others. And, you know, sometimes it begins with an individual dream we're given to ourselves. Sometimes it's something we bring together alongside other people. So share with us some of the experience you've had with dreaming with others. Well, I begin by saying that uh, there's some real crazy dreams out there. And... Uh, <laughs> Those we're not going to be talking about or dealing with. <laughs> but when I, we speak about dreaming in this conversation, um, I think it really begins with God and what the Spirit of God is doing. Uh, I really sense that God is uh, touching people and calling them to new things, innovative things, great things. Um, it's not just how can I continue on what's taking place. And I get this when I visit our uh, CBF-related seminaries and schools, when I go to state and regional meetings and see all the young clergy that we have. And, I'm, and they're sensing that God is calling them to something. And so often it's, it's to new church starts. It's to here's a community that doesn't have a, a, a presence of Christ in it. Or here's a, I have this calling to go out and be entrepreneurial and dream this dream of, of gathering a group of people and, and dreaming what God might use us for and how it might be transformational in this area. And so th- these dreams seem to really be birthed from the Spirit of God and that reminds me of the first of the four church starts that I was a part of when I pastored in Beaufort, South Carolina, came after we had a renewal service. And during that renewal service, my associate pastor came to me and he said, Harry, he said, doing this renewal service, I just really feel like God's called me to start a church. I don't know what that looks like. I feel like that there's a group of folks in our in our area that we're not reaching and I just feel like I have a dream to make this happen. And we had to kind of come together to realize what that dream was going to look like and allow that dream to kind of gain birth. So we brought people around him. We talked. We prayed. We dreamed. It, it, it grew. And over a two-year process, that became a church, uh, reaching uh, uh, at that time, that gener- you know, that, not the millennials. This was before the millennial generation, but that generation, what, X or Y, whatever we had before them, kind of reaching that generation, and now they're running 400 folks. But it began with a dream after a worship service of the Spirit of God just touching someone. So I guess when we speak about dreaming with church starts, it's not a dream that I have, it's about me, or a dream that some church planter has about them. I really believe it's a dream that initiates and birth from the Spirit of God within, something for the kingdom, and they kind of feel like, God's given me this, not for my sake, but for the kingdom's sake. And those are the dreams that I don't mind dealing with. The crazy ones, 
That's why we have you on staff, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we won't talk about the reoccurring dream I've had since childhood. It still happens to this day. It's me running down a hill. There's a boulder coming after me. And I always wake up right before it's about to overcome me. Yeah, and I think you bring up a great point about dreaming, and especially when we're dreaming big for the kingdom of God, is it cannot be something just for ourselves. It's something that it's, it's done and given to us to invite other people into the process. And so how do we share that dream? How do we bring others along with that dream? And maybe how do we expand that dream where what we have seen and what we have heard begins to broaden into that kingdom-sized dream that we're thinking of? And so as we consider the various stories and dreams that are shared with us as the CBF uh, New Church Starts Initiative, uh, we wanted to begin to think about how do we help people form around those dreams, uh, not just as individuals, but together in a group of people. Um, and so out of, out of that concept uh, came this idea of innovation groups. And really uh, what came of this uh, was several different pieces that kind of came together to help us form this, this new initiative. Uh, one aspect of it is we had uh, uh, states and regions like CBF Alabama who has various fellowship groups that are gathering across the state that are like-minded missional people that maybe don't have a church in that particular area, but um, you know, they want to form together with other people to build community. And if it becomes something more than that, it becomes something more than that. Uh, we started to have some of our church starters who, who really uh, needed some help, uh, some guidance on how do you have uh, those really key formational conversations with their core group of people uh, to bring unity and a shared vision around a common idea and a dream, I guess, to use that language. And then the other piece that really came out of this is, uh, you know, we journey alongside individual church starters. We walk through an eight-week discernment process, then obviously it becomes something more than that. Um, but what if we could offer an alternative where that individual church starter, instead of just them by themselves, but they could take their group of people, journey alongside with us for eight weeks, and offer them some resources to have some of these intentional conversations? I think that part of bringing people along is, is significant. And I may ask Ray to speak about this just from his own background. As Baptists, we talk a lot about soul competency and the ability that as Christians, we have this ability to relate to God individually. But that can be translated to a very individualistic style of worship that we forget that so much of the Old Testament, which is part of Ray's background, but also the new is really built around community and really dreams are birthed and become reality uh, within community. We can't neglect this community function. There's a definition CBF has about spiritual formation that I think works here. Then I wouldn't mind Ray speaking about the need for community in that growth. But at CBF, we talk about how spiritual formation is the process of being formed in the image of Christ by the gracious working of the Holy Spirit. That's where that dreaming comes in, in community mm -hmm. for the transformation of the world. And so I don't know, if, Ray, you had some thoughts just about how you see um, community to go the power of community as opposed to just an individual dream and in how that works. Well, while you were talking, one of the thoughts that occurred to me is it's not original to me. I heard it in another context around church planning is that uh, in the New Testament, when um, church starters are, are sent out, they're not sent out as individuals. They're always sent out in pairs. There's, there's, never, you're, there's never a lone ranger approach to, to doing evangelism. It's always in partnership with somebody and always linked to another community. So to me, it's, I think it, it makes for a much healthier church start at the very beginning. There, 
the possibilities, the prospects of isolation are, are diminished incredibly. There's much energy that's gathered around a shared vision versus an individual who has a vision that he or she feels like they're the guardian of and they don't really want to have it expanded upon. They're not open to new insights or innovation that, that may come from outside people, other minds that, that they do. So I think community is is very important and I think it's most important. It's a critical element in church starting. Uh, right out of the right out of the box to have have, have that kind of community input. Andy, let me ask you a question. I, you had a dream about a church start. You were at a traditional church uh, in Clayton, uh, and somehow God birthed a dream within you to start a, a church. And so you probably had an inkling of this dream. You did get a group of people together. Did that dream stay the same? Did it change once you brought to community as you came? Did it yeah. did it mature? Did it um, did did you ask them just to buy into the dream, or was it a crafting of now? This genesis of dream that was maybe birthed with you that now became something greater than what you had. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but just how did that that transformation take place? Yeah, I think one of the I think one of my most proud moments as a church starter is uh, the fact that the vision, or to use the language that we're using today, a dream um, was not mine. Um, that even from the very beginning, from the first gathering, from the first time this concept was uh, presented, um, this this cohesive and shared vision was already forming within these three couples, including my wife and I, that helped start uh, the church. And so uh, we came together on this common shared vision individually on this idea of healthy community together as a church and then building from there. And then over that period of nine months of discernment together, uh, yeah, it... it, it it took formation in ways that we didn't expect. Uh, of course, with every new church start, you can have all these plans together, but once the rubber hits the road, things turn out a little different. And so um, it was an amazing group formation experience. And I think really that's the focus of innovation groups. Whether this becomes a new faith community, a new church start, a new expression of being uh, followers of Christ together, is this idea of effectively visioning, forming, and engaging together, together in, in this dream. Um, and so some of the ways that we began to put this together um, was actually we took a look at uh, some of the ways that some of our church starters, including myself, uh, discerned together with a group of people. Uh, so I, I, I took a, a study of uh, the nine months that we spent together as a group. I surveyed and studied our church starters and looked at some of the common practices and conversations they had that would eventually become the church starts. And then we really took a hard look at our dawnings process and, and how we invite churches to engage in this discernment process of visioning, forming, and engaging what God is calling them to. And so what came out of that was this, this new initiative called Innovation Groups. And really, the focus is uh, it's not prescriptive. It's very organic. Uh, there's some conversation questions. There's some points um, but really, it's it's just creating a platform for people to have healthy spiritual dialogue around a dream. Uh, and so uh, it's not around a leader-led uh, piece, but it's around each individual really does uh, study and preparation and discernment on their own. That they then come in um, to add their piece to the puzzle of this dream uh, that's coming together. 
Uh, and so I think it's a really, a really fascinating way to discern and live into this new dream of maybe a new church start or a new, new faith community. So I thought maybe we could just kind of share a little bit about what that looks like, kind of give it an overview of the eight sessions. Uh, one of the most important pieces uh, of this is um, as we transition our culture, uh, you know, CBF is not uh, in a consulting role, but we want to be coaches. And so uh, one of the key elements that was important for us to add to this was um, that we offer for innovation groups to have a coach that journeys with them in the process. Um, there's three or four coaching sessions that are available uh, for the particular leader of the group for them to share and to look at things from different angles to ask good questions. Uh, as these uh, groups gather maybe eight weeks in a row, maybe eight uh, different sessions uh, together. And so really we begin uh, session one immediately just talks about dreaming of new possibilities. Um, we invite the groups to come in and to um, really just say, oh, if we were going to start this tomorrow, what would it look like? And really it's, it's, it's fascinating to see groups as they notate at, at the beginning of this process what they said they wanted to do and felt called to do. Again, at the end of the process, how that looks different and how formation together uh, changes and transforms and matures our dreams together. Um, we ask individuals uh, to kind of discover their own identity and share that identity with the group. So why am I here? Why am I even having this conversation? Um, and how do I work well with others? Kind of letting everybody own their temperament, their dynamics so that the group can better form together. Um, we, uh, and then we, we start to get them to start uh, stop looking at things from an individual perspective, start looking at things from a, uh, a unified, shared vision perspective. Um, what is the context we're in? Uh, so what does the community look like around us? Mm -hmm. Why does that matter for as we form uh, this, this dream together? Um, we ask everybody to, to consider what they can bring to the table. So what are their strengths and their assets and what do they have to add to this? So again, it, it keeps coming back to this idea where we're not talking about an individual church starter, but we're really talking about a true community um, of believers. And then along the way, this is going to begin to form. It's gonna, you know, some, some legs will begin to come under this where they might start to actually have something that is tangible and real, uh, has some pieces to it that they can put together. And we invite groups to uh, expand the group, not just keep it to you know, the, the six to 12 people they might have, but to really grow the group as, as any church community uh, we hope will grow. And then to, to end with also dreaming, dreaming where they go next in this process. You know, one of the most beneficial aspects of going through a discernment process with a group of people building this community together, um, is sometimes as individuals, we come up with things that are great dreams and concepts, but in uh, practicality and in context, it just doesn't doesn't work well. Um, or even as a group, sometimes we, we think we have the perfect idea in mind, and then we realize it's not. Uh, here, you've got a story, you know, kind of how somebody had gone through a discernment process and, and discovered that in the hard way. I'm very pleased that we have this CBF innovation group process because a church starting is hard enough. And even though we have good success within CBF as far as our intentional church starts doing well, you know, nationally, you know, was it two out of every three, two out of every five fell or whatever it is nationally that we have at church starts? It's hard. But I think innovation groups can help curb that a bit. Now, the story you're mentioning is when we had a fine uh, church starter, well-educated, passionate, 
and God's hand was upon him. I really believe as being a church starter, had a tremendous experience in his in his university years of a very contemplative type of church that really matured him and gave him a passion. <clears throat> but he went to an area where, where they felt to to that needed a church. Uh, but the idea was, uh, when everyone to experience what he had experienced. Well, in that context, that spiritual maturity level of that group, that was just not where they were. And trying to be a little bit more prescriptive, inviting people to come to something that had meant something to to that individual, just did not really fit. I think that if we'd had a chance or had this innovation group material at that point, they could have walked through this as a group together, and there could have been there could have come out a shared vision where where they were and uh, his experience, they could have found a meeting place in these eight sessions that would have probably uh, been beneficial to both. And possibly uh, a church start actually really could have occurred. So I, I, think, I think this is an intentional process. It isn't prescriptive, but it's intentional enough to help both the one who's been given the dream and those that are, that are called to be that community a place to find each other. Um, and I think that's what I'm, my greatest hope is for this innovation process. We can find each other in the midst of, of God's vision for us. Uh, and that's exciting. Well, you know, I, I can dare say that for, for both of us, Harry, that we've never been told that we have been uh, a few words in our life. So we forgot Ray's here. Uh, as you consider the different individuals and groups you encounter in your state and regional position, um, where do you see this fitting in? Well, a couple of things. In, in CBF, Florida, our churches are, established churches are far flung in Florida. So we, have, we have concentrations of them around the state, but we don't have, sometimes you have to drive a couple hours to get from one place that has a CBF church to another. So uh, where this can be helpful is when there's a possibility that somebody wants to begin a community of faith um, in an area where there may not be another group of people that they can lean upon or lean into. The innovation group or a community of support like that can provide, as I mentioned earlier, a context where there's not isolation. Mm -hmm. So frequently in my role, there will be people who will contact me saying they're moving to Florida there's, I just had a call this week, in fact, of somebody who's moving into an area and they wanted to know where the nearest CBF church is. There, well, there's not one that's very near there. They'd have to drive about an hour uh, to get to the nearest CBF church. But there are other people in that particular area that I could connect them to. And the process of dreaming intentionally around an innovation group may be possible. And... Uh, in fact, this would have been a very helpful thing for another church start that, that we know about, the three of us, where a community had, had existed for a long time wanting a CBF church, but they really had never engaged in an intentional process of dreaming, and as a result were kind of subject to an imposed dream upon them when one presented itself, and it, it didn't work out well. Well, one of the exciting things about uh, this innovation group process is it really is just the beginning, um, beginning of dreaming together as a group, but more importantly, kind of a greater community. It's the beginning of a partnership with CBF. 
as I was saying before, we offer coaching as an important companion to the process. Um, and so that's just one aspect of the beginning of the partnership together. Um, the innovation groups that have piloted this resource um, have then put together a new church start plan or a new faith community plan uh, that they then uh, begin to have conversations with us about. Um, some of those groups are now uh, bringing their church starter to our exploratory conference. They might be applying for a church start grant that would give them some seed money to help um, build some stronger structure around what this uh, what they've been called to. Um, for some, it, it might be a group of people that they, they're not a clear-cut church starter within the group, and so um, it might open up the door for them to network with us, of, of some church starters who have gone through a discernment process with us, but you know, aren't really sure where they want to land and are open to coming alongside existing groups as well. Uh, or, you know, groups could extend that coaching covenant to allow more time to, uh, to breathe and work within um, this discernment process they've been a part of. And so the next step in this process really uh, is the next step into endless possibilities of partnership with CBF. Um, so as we consider who... Uh, would be an effective group for this. I think the first group comes to mind very much like you're saying, a group that um, is CBF-minded, they're missional-minded uh, group of people. Uh, they want to form together with others who are also like them, but maybe there's not a CBF church in the area. Uh, this is certainly a, a great alternative for a church starter to, to go through a group discernment process with us versus doing individual discernment cohort online. Um, and then this is also a key resource for our church starters to have key conversations with their uh, core group as they are forming together in their new church starts. So since the possibilities are endless, I, I think a word of encouragement is just to, to dream, to dream big with others, to dream big uh, for the kingdom of God. Well, Andy, I do believe in dreaming. I'm still caught in that imagery of this stone chasing you down <laughs> in your dream. So may it not catch you again tonight <laughs> as you dream. Uh, we want to point you to uh, where you can find more information about innovation groups. Uh, if you want to visit cbfchurchstarts.net, uh, click on the innovation group link. There's, of course, some resources that are available there, or you can get in contact with me at ahale at cbf.net. Thanks for joining this Church Starts Conversation. For more information about church starting and other initiatives about the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, visit cbf.net.